invite you to join us for a half hour of inspiration, sharing, and teaching in a new program of Orthodox Christian Renewal. This comes as an outreach of the Logos Ministry for Orthodox Renewal, headquartered in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The founder of this ministry of faith is Father Eusebius Stefanu, Greek Orthodox priest, author, and evangelist, who's been called by God out of pastoral and professorial posts to proclaim the end-time message of salvation, healing, and deliverance in Jesus Christ. Father Stefanu comes to share a message of love and hope with both those who've never known Christ and those who are already members of the church but have never experienced the fullness of God's redeeming grace and healing power. At the close of the program, we will give you the address where you can write our evangelist. It will also appear on your screen in the course of the program. And now our speaker and host, Father Eusebius Stefanu. Welcome to the Hour of Orthodox Christian Renewal. It's so good to be with you again in the presence of the Lord and to share God's Word with you. You know, I have spent many years in the pastoral ministry. I pastored many churches and I taught, and I taught seminary for many years, but God has called me out of these positions that I might engage in a new ministry, the ministry of renewal. And for the last 12 years, I have been involved in this most exciting ministry of preaching God's end-time message of salvation, healing, and deliverance to the people of God, to those inside the church. And I just thank God for this wonderful opportunity uh, to, to reach out to the people of God in church and to bring them the message of God's love. Because that's what the church is all about. That's what orthodoxy is all about. It's the manifestation of God's love. It's the plan of divine love and divine grace for the sinner, for the man that has drifted away from God, for, for the child of wrath. God wants to change you, to make you into a child of God so that you might become an inheritor of the eternal blessings of God, that you might live with God because you are important. You are the object of God's love and you are more important than all the planets in the universe put together because God's word says, what does it profit a man if he gained the whole world, the whole universe? What good is it to go to the moon? What good is it to go to Mars, to Jupiter, or to, to all the planets and the stars of the universe and to lose your own soul? It's not worth it. It's not worth losing an eternity just for that which is temporal and transient. So I'd like to talk to you about God's plan for your life and about the power of the enemy on the other side that stands ready to rob you from the inheritance that is rightfully yours. But before we go on with the main message, I'd like to thank all of you out there for standing by with me in this ministry because it's your prayers and it's your letters of support and it's your offerings that makes it possible for me to press on in this very urgent ministry of orthodox renewal. God has a plan for your life, 
But there is also that power that tries to pull you away from God's plan. And I'm going to talk today about a subject that's not very popular. It's the subject of the devil, really, concerning Satan. Now, there are not very many priests that talk about this subject because a lot of people are afraid of the very mention of the word Satan or devil. But in order to lead a victorious life, in order to be an overcomer in our walk with Jesus Christ, we have to recognize the enemy. That's half of the victory, to know who your enemy is and not to make believe and pretend that he does not exist. Because one of the most effective devices of the devil against you and me is to try to convince us that he doesn't exist. And that's when he's got the victory over our life. And the devil's convinced a lot of people today that he's not around. He just doesn't exist. That this teaching, the doctrine concerning the devil is just some kind of a pious myth, some kind of a religious fairy tale. But I'll tell you, my beloved, the devil is real. He's alive. Oh, yes, and he's doing well. And he's out to destroy your life. And you need to recognize him and to recognize his devices and the snares that he uses to trap you and to destroy you. Now, the ultimate objective of the devil is to frustrate the purposes of God for man. In other words, God wants to save you. The devil wants to destroy you. The devil wants to do the very opposite of what God wants to do in your life. In other words, the devil is out to thwart the plan of God for your life. God's plan was to create you in his image and likeness. Well, the devil's out to frustrate that defeat the purposes of God and to make you in the image and likeness of the devil, of himself, the devil, in other words. So, the devil is out to destroy your life. How does he do it? Well, primarily, he does it in two ways. Number one, he tries to separate you from God. He tries to break that communion, that uh, contact between you and God because he knows that man cannot survive in a broken relationship. That man can only attain his end in relationship, in close contact, in communion with God, so that God might impart his divine life into man. That's the only way man can attain his objective and become a child of God and live with God eternally. And in other words, the devil tries to drag you and me down. He knows that he's going to be condemned someday uh, in that day of judgment. And the devil wants to drag down with him and with his angels as many souls as possible. And number two, the devil takes away from you whatever God gives you. In other words, like the Bible says, the devil is a thief and he's a robber. And he goes around robbing us. He robs you. What does he rob you of? Well, of whatever God gives you. What does God give you? God gives you joy. So the devil robs that joy away from you. 
and he leaves what? Sorrow in your life and anguish. God gives you peace. What does the devil do? He tries to take that peace away from you. And what's left when that peace is gone? Unrest, restlessness, nervousness. God gives you health, physical health, mental health. What does the devil do? He takes that physical health away from you and he gives you what? Disease. He puts sickness on your body because he takes away that gift of God, which is divine health. God gives you prosperity. And what does the devil do? He tries to take that away from you so that instead of prosperity, you might suffer and endure poverty. So the Lord Jesus Christ very clearly tells us in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10, that the thief comes, and that's the devil, the thief comes not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. These are the explicit words that come out of the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I have come, Jesus says, to give you life and to give you life in all abundance. You notice the contrast? The devil takes away, he kills, he steals, he destroys. He's a murderer, the Bible calls him. A murderer from the beginning. But Jesus Christ is the very opposite. He takes that death away. He gives you life. And not only life, but in fact life in all abundance. Like it says there in the Greek original text, in azoin ekosin keparison ekosin. That they may have life and have it in all superfluity. In other words, more than what they need in abundance. Isn't that beautiful? That's the love of Jesus Christ for you. He wants to give you life in abundance. Now, what kind of life is this that Jesus gives you? He gives you three kinds of life. That life is to be seen in three aspects. Number one, it's spiritual life. And number two, it's mental life. God wants to give you mental health, intellectual well-being. And number three, the Lord Jesus Christ desires to impart to you physical life. In other words, divine health and divine healing if you need it. Because the devil in those three areas does his work. He does a work in, this, in our spiritual and moral life. In other words, he leads you to commit disobedience against God. The devil makes you a sinner as he did in the case of our first parents of Adam and Eve when he led them to rebellion and disobedience against their maker and creator. It's the devil that leads man to commit adultery. And it is under the mastery of the devil that man commits all kinds of evil. Uh, anything you can think of, hatred, uh, hostility, pride, fornication, unbelief, witchcraft, every form of the occult. All of these are expression of man's rebellion against God, expression of sin, and, and manifestations of the works of the devil. On the other hand, the devil, Satan, also works on the mental and intellectual life of the individual. In other words, he causes 
mental illness. And he oppresses the individual who is in disobedience, who is separated from God. And he afflicts the disobedient, the sinner, and the one that is caught unawares, the one that lacks that spiritual armor, he afflicts that person perhaps with depression, with anxieties, with tensions, neurosis, with guilt, with self-condemnation, with rejection, oppression, and even possession. In other words, all of these emotional and mental disorders are the effects of the working of the devil. Because the devil is a thief and he takes away, he wants to deprive you from your mental health. This is the objective of the devil. He works in that particular area. And in fact, you don't have to be much of a sinner to be afflicted. If you are caught unawares, if you lack that spiritual armor, if there is a crack in your armor or an opening in your spiritual covering, the devil can get into the life, into the mental and emotional life of some of the best people in church. This is why we need to be alert and to be vigilant, even to take cover in this particular area of our personal life. And thirdly, the devil is the source of all sickness and disease. I don't have time to exhaust this subject. I've spoken at length on this subject on previous programs. But suffice it to say for now, that disease is part of the curse of Adam. God is not the, the source of sickness and disease. But since the, the moment Adam rebelled against God and Adam re came under the curse, then his body also came under the dominion of the devil. And his body suffered as well as his soul and his mind. And so disease is part of the curse of Adam. But we know that through Jesus Christ, we have victory even in this particular area because Jesus makes you a temple of the Holy Spirit. So the devil is out to gain mastery of your life even in the physical sense. And you need to be cautious. You need to be vigilant, and never to take your health for granted. There are too many people today that take their blessings of health and well-being for granted. They think it's just well-being and health just comes naturally. That, you know, we're all entitled to good health. You know, actually, after all, it's just natural to be good and healthy. Well, I've got news for you, friend. Physical health is not something that comes naturally. It is a gift of God. And if you're not careful and you do not take spiritual covering in this area of your life, you will open your body to any possible uh, disease, even fatal and terminal disease like cancer or heart attack. These are all the results of the dominion of Satan over our life. But 
You and I have that weapon against the devil. We are not helpless. We don't have to fall prey to that enemy because we are children of God and God sent Jesus Christ into the world 2,000 years ago to die upon that cross and to destroy the works of the devil so that you might receive that abundant life in all three aspects of your existence, spiritual, mental, and physical. The Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee. We have the weapons that can vanquish the power and the dominion of the devil. You don't have to live under the dominion of the devil because Jesus broke the power of Satan. <clears throat> he broke the authority of Satan over the life of the believer. But you need to accept Jesus in your life. To accept the finished work that he did on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago and to identify with him in that victory and in that conquest over the kingdom of darkness. The Bible says the weapons are, of our warfare are not carnal. In other words, they're not physical. They're not finite. They're not human. But they are mighty through God, the Bible says, to the pulling down of strongholds. You can tear down those strongholds and the walls and the obstruction that the devil puts in your life through the weapons that Jesus Christ has given you. In other words, Jesus stripped Satan of his authority on that cross 2,000 years ago. And you don't have to sit there and suffer. You don't need have to languish under the effect of Satan's power. Receive Jesus in your life. Make him your personal Savior. And invite him to come into your life and say, Jesus, I accept that finished work that you did 2,000 years ago on Calvary's cross. I receive you as my Savior in my life. Come into my life that I may have that victory over the enemy and that I might enjoy that abundant life. My beloved, it's yours just for the asking. The Bible says the believers on earth have overcome Satan. Did you hear that? The believers have overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb. There it is. That's the secret of victory over the spiritual powers of darkness. It's the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Calvary's cross. Are you languishing today under some kind of a bondage? Under some kind of a, an oppression? Spiritual oppression? An emotional disorder? Set yourself free. Reach out for that liberating power of Jesus Christ. That's why he came into the world. That's why he died to take that oppression, to take the curse of Adam. He became curse for us that we might receive the blessings of Abraham, it says there. And God made him to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So don't suffer needlessly. But cry out to the Lord 
and receive him into your heart as your personal savior. You might be a member of the church. It doesn't make any difference. But you've never experienced that victorious power in your life, perhaps. You've been going to church oppressed and heavy laden, and you've left oppressed, heavy laden, and sick. My friend, listen to me as I tell you. Jesus loves you. And that victory is yours. He won that victory, not for himself. He didn't need it. But he did it for you. Because you need that. You are born in, you were born in sin and you need the grace of Jesus Christ. You need that redeeming power that sets you free from every bondage of the enemy. Remember those words of Jesus. I give you authority. I give you authority. Isn't that wonderful? That as a child of God, you can have authority. I give you authority to do what? To tread. To tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon all the power of the enemy. Jesus gives you that authority to trample on all the power of the devil, uh, on all the power of darkness, on all demonic and satanic forces. My friend, you don't have to be afraid of the devil. Do you know something? The devil should be afraid of you. Because if you're a child of God and you're armed with that, with that spiritual weapon and with that spiritual armor, when the devil sees you coming, he should be going the other way. So my beloved, I want to close today. We're running out of time, but I want to leave this message with you. Open your heart to the Lord and take that victory. Take the sword of the Spirit. That's the word of God and wield it against the power of the enemy and enjoy that victory. My friend, take it for time. Take it for eternity. We've run out of time, and I want to thank you for joining me today. Until next time, may God's richest blessings be with you. We thank you for having joined Father Stefanu in this new broadcast of Inspiration and Faith. We hope you will tune in again next week for another half hour of Orthodox Christian Renewal. This program is made possible by the free will offerings of the viewers. Your prayerful and financial support is vital to the continuance of this telecast.